will supply chain disruption get worse? Um, so uh, relatively briefly from all of you, I might start with you, Ellie. Um, what do you think on that question? So I think the I think the short answer is is yes. In the short term, I think things are likely to get worse before they get better. And that's because a lot of the factors that we've been discussing today aren't ones that can be addressed with quick stopgap measures. I mean, the, stru the, pro the structural problems facing the UK labour market, the real problems and challenges facing the UK's relationship with the EU. None of these are going to be fixed overnight. And also just another another factor is that, you know, we're facing now a period where businesses are ramping up for Christmas. So we're going to see increased demand um, for consumer goods, for durable goods. And all this is going to compound the, the issue that we've already spoken about already, which is that demand is currently outstripping supply. So I think certainly in the short term, yes, we are going to see more pressures on the supply chain. And I think that may well be a picture that we see well into uh, 2022. Great. What about you, Ian? Is Christmas really cancelled? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, but uh, it, it's going to be different. Um, I, I do. I agree with Ellie. I mean, I think it is going to get worse and I don't I don't think it will then get better, but I think it will get different. And I think we have to change our expectations of the way the supply chain, certainly in food, works. Uh, and that applies just as much to restaurants, bars, cafes, hospitality, contract catering as it does to retail. Um, the other factor that is going to be very different is that the ownership of retail is changing pretty much before our eyes. We haven't talked about this and it's probably too late to do so. But you know, it's perfectly reasonable to assume that by Christmas, three of our four major retailers will be owned by private equity firms. Uh, and that will have a major impact on the way they operate and the pressure that they put on suppliers. So we will see a change in, in the way in which the supply chain operates because the way the, the way the suppliers and retailers interact will change. And that has some, uh, I, I can't at this stage look into the crystal ball and tell you how much that will have an impact on what we're talking about. But I do think from now onwards, we should have, we should be we should get used to the fact that occasionally empty shelves and prioritized delivery that may mean that your particular favorite product doesn't make it across the line every time is going to be the new normal and i think it's forever and this isn't just a uk uh, phenomenon uh, the the american academic peter atwater has talked about this a lot uh, and it it's it's a, in the same way that the financial markets changed post 2008 and the crash. I think the combination of COVID and what we're seeing here is going to change the way supply chains operate for the future and forever. Great. Thanks, Ian. I'm not sure whether to say thank you for that or not, but very interesting. <laughs> um, Julian, I'll come to you. I mean, do you agree with Ian's yeah. assessment? And I suppose, do you think consumers are ready if that is really what might be on the horizon? Yeah, well, I'm. I'm I'm a bit more optimistic, though, frankly, it's not difficult <laughs> to do that. Um, the, the way I look at it is that I think markets are, are pretty good at adapting. Um, comparison here is with the, the impact of the successive lockdowns on the on the UK economy over the last year or so. Now, each lockdown seemed to have a significantly smaller effect than the one before, basically because businesses and consumers adapted. And I, I think that's the, the way ahead. Um, I think a lot of the problems that we're seeing now are, if you like, part of that adaptation process. So, you know, the, the rapid increase in global shipping costs, for example, is, is surely going to make it a lot more attractive for people to, to enter the shipping industry, either as, as workers or uh, more ships to be built. Now, 
clearly that will take time. Um, the markets can't adjust overnight to a shock as big as we've seen. And I think the biggest shock here is COVID rather than rather than Brexit. Um, but I, I think you sort of underestimate the flexibility of, of markets at your peril. And I think that you know, the supply chain problems would actually you know, get better sooner than people anticipate. Um, that said, there are clearly lots of risks. I mean, we saw that in the in the economic numbers today from the UK. Um, I think, by the way, if other countries also publish monthly GDP figures, we'd see the same weakness in, in countries in, in Europe as well. We're certainly seeing it in things like retail sales and uh, auto production, the construction industry. So the UK is by no means alone in this. Um, but I would hope that you know, with flexible markets, we will fix these problems sooner than many people fear. Great, thanks, Julian. And William, uh, quickly on to you before I get told off for running out of time. <laughs> um, well, I, we've no other evidence than to say things look like they're going to get worse before they get better. And unless we have rapid, rapid movement from government um, in terms of filling the supply problems, uh, in terms of lack of drivers, um, it, it's likely we're going to have more of these stories about the products that we love being uh, being disrupted and not available at all of the times that we would want to see them. I think structurally the rise of online means that we've got to rethink supply chains and uh, think about how you know some of these markets are, are, are going to work. So um, I hope we're all not being Grinches today but, but we're being realistic um, that um, you know um, unless we get quick action things are going to get worse.